Physicians suffering from soaring medical malpractice premiums may finally be on the verge of a price break thanks to increasing competition in the business of providing malpractice coverage for doctors. Could this be an actual rate war? Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today from Austin, Texas is Sheldon Davido, president of Medicus Insurance Company, one of an increasing number of malpractice companies causing competition in the insurance market. Mr. Davido is responsible for all corporate operations of Medicus, a company looking to expand in a number of states. Mr. Davido has more than a quarter century of insurance expertise, including an executive position with Advocate MD Insurance Company and the Doctors Company. Welcome, Mr. Davido. Thank you, Bruce. Good to be here. So tell me, is it possible that there is actually competition in medical malpractice insurance market that actually may offer lower rates for doctors who would say that they have been gouged in recent years at unprecedented levels? Yeah, I'm not sure I would characterize it as having been gouged. I think that the first thing that I would like to say is that the insurance carriers that raised rates did so because there really was an increase in both the frequency of claims and the severity of them. What's happening now, though, is because of tort reform, and because of a national trend away from lawsuits, there is a decline in frequency, and in the tort reform states particularly, a decline in severity. And with that, with those reforms in place, you're beginning to see the rates come down. It's interesting. I know that you're not the only company going into these states. I think in Illinois, for example, you've gone from fewer than four companies just a few years ago to maybe a dozen what is going on here? Why are we seeing this? And when can we possibly see physicians see competitive rates? Well, Medicus came to the Illinois market as it has Nevada, Texas, Missouri, and uh, just about to be in Kansas and five other states this year because we felt that we represented a better value proposition for physicians. I would differentiate this, by the way, in Illinois. There may be 12 carriers in the state, but there are really only a half a dozen that are fully regulated by the state insurance authorities. We're one of them. So at Medicus, we came into the state earlier this year, and we brought rates down by 10% across the board from the largest carrier in the state. We did that because we didn't have the baggage and the legacy of pre-tort reform claims, and that helped us be able to give doctors the benefit of the reforms that they had uh, worked so hard to achieve. I know in Illinois and some other states out there, there were actually some little goodies that the trial lawyers put in that caused insurance companies to I guess, open their books and so forth. Could you explain to the listeners what the trial lawyers may have actually done that helped them? Yeah, I think that what everybody in the medical community needs to understand is that the reforms that took place in Illinois and have taken place in a number of other states have allowed some sunshine to take place in which now you can see what the actual experience of the indigenous insurance carriers has been. Nothing has been more compelling than in Illinois, where the Illinois Medical Society 
carrier ISME was required under those reforms to have to show what their experience was. And almost immediately, the largest carrier in the United States, Medical Protective, lowered their rates 32% in the state of Illinois because they finally could see what ISME had been doing. By experience, what do you mean? Their claims experience, their judgments, individual doctor, any overall experience, what would that be? It's the claims experience, which ultimately is the manifestation of all their underwriting judgments. So when we look at physicians, at Medicus or at any of these other companies, what we do is we try to determine the education, the background, the residency, whether or not they have, you know, become board certified in their specialty and a number of other factors and try and make qualitative decisions that we have to eventually embody in a price. Ultimately, we find out whether or not those physicians that we have taken a risk on are going to be claims-free or going to have claims that we need to defend. And at the end of the day, It's about those claims and how they translate that ends up placing where the rates are. Are there other states that do this too? I mean, you would think that there should be sunshine. I mean, given the legislative clout of doctor groups, and also I think physicians would be surprised that the trial lawyers actually were the people pushing this. I'm not sure that the medical community has fully appreciated where the benefit lies in those reforms. And so it's become, if you will, a trial lawyer's offset issue to the tort reforms that, you know, the medical community obviously supports, and so does Medicus. If you look at some of the other major states, like California, for example, where there's a similar sunshine requirement, that combined with the oldest tort reforms around, which have become the bellwether, if you will, around the country, have kept California medical malpractice prices at some of the lowest in the United States. And I would defy you to think of anything else in California that's cheap. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and I'm speaking with Sheldon Davido, who's the president of Medicus, and he comes to us from their headquarters in Austin, Texas. And we're discussing the fact that there is actually some price competition among medical malpractice carriers in a number of states that have passed tort reform. And I want to give the listeners, what kind of premiums could they be seeing? Is there an average premium? Could you give us an example of how coverage varies in certain states? Premiums really vary by specialty and by the territories, even within a state. But I'll give you just a a classic example In Cook County in Illinois right now, if you were to go with the largest carrier in the state, which is ISME, uh, for an obstetrician, which is a high-risk specialty that's been in the news a lot and very important because obviously delivering babies is crucial, you might pay in the neighborhood of $135,000 just for that coverage. If you go with Medicus in Cook County, our base rate is somewhere in the neighborhood of $123,000, An $11,000, $12,000 saving to somebody who's trying to make a livelihood and where the average income for physicians in Illinois is probably running somewhere in the $120,000 to $140,000 range is a major, major difference. And are you seeing these type of rates in other states? 
We are. As I mentioned, California led the way almost 30 years ago in terms of these changes. We've seen this occurring now to a limited extent in, in Nevada and to a much greater extent here in Texas. In Texas, the constitutional reforms were adopted now four years ago. One of the reasons why Medica is set up here in Texas is because of those reforms. Rates have actually declined about 35 percent in that four-year period. In Texas? Yes. And what about physicians out there that might be listening in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Nevada? Are they seeing a lot of companies going into these markets, or is it still a little bit too early? I think that in Pennsylvania, it's too early. In West Virginia, there is one dominant carrier at this point. The reforms that have taken place, and I would not classify Pennsylvania as a reform state. I'm terribly sorry it's not. But there are other states, Ohio and Mississippi, believe it or not, and some of the others, Colorado, California, where the reforms have had a meaningful difference both in terms of the amount of companies that are providing coverage and the price coming down. But let me make one more point that I think is crucial to physicians. This is something that Medicus believes is a precept. We need to get the price right, but what we need to do is have a reform environment where everything is completely transparent so that the price remains stable. This constant moving up and down is not helpful to anybody. That's another question I had. How do we know that these rates, if your company or other companies come in and they price $10,000 a year less than an existing carrier that's been around for a long time and, as you say, has had a lot of claims against it that your company and the new companies haven't had, how do we know that these rates are not just a way to lure doctors? There's a lot of volatility in the stock market and so forth. How do we know that they won't eventually jump up? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Thank you. There are several ways that physicians can assure themselves that any insurance company, not just Medicus, but have gotten the rates correct. One of them is they can look at the annual statement that is filed with the insurance department, which is publicly available, and which actually anybody can download for free off of the National Association of Insurance Commissioners website, naic.org. And that will allow people to scrutinize all of the financials of my company, Amedicus, or anybody else's. The other thing that they can do is they can look at the actuarial attestation. Actuaries are essentially like auditors. They're the third party that looks at whether or not the reserves are credible. And finally, they can look at the annual report to see who the auditor is. We use Ernst & Young at Medicus, pretty well-known company. But there are others out there who are equally credible. And I think that it's important that doctors at least should have a fair shake in finding out that there are real valid people like the regulators, the auditors, and the actuaries who are looking over our shoulder. And what are key things that they should look for if they glom onto some of these websites? Is it reserves? Is it just a, as an insider and a financial executive? What should they look for? It's actually fairly easy. The key issue is the ratio of capital and surplus, and surplus is like capital, just all the money that you have that's unencumbered against the amount of premium or amount of coverage that you've written. 
the rule of thumb in the medical malpractice industry is that you should not write maximum by statute any more than $3 of coverage for every dollar of premium. But most companies live by a standard of two and a half to one as their maximum. At Medicus, we're running a shade over one to one at this point. Well, I want to thank Sheldon David O., the president of Medicus, which is among a number of medical malpractice carriers that are coming to a tort reform state near you where there have not been a lot of choices among insurance carriers and they're actually talking about price wars. He has been our guest today and we have been discussing competition that is causing price breaks for doctors for their malpractice coverage. I'm Bruce Japson and you've been listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com and I want to thank you today for listening.